everybody. Welcome into episode number 126 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer. It's a pleasure to be with you here this Saturday on July 24th. That's right. Moving through July, the dog days of summer and midsummer heat wave. I love looking at a map of the U.S. Everywhere is like 95 plus, except San Francisco, where it's a seasonal high of 65. Um, I say that because I'm actually going to San Fran next weekend. Um, and like, I don't know, when I'm traveling for a long weekend, I usually like to bring a carry-on, but I'm going to have to bring coats. I'm going to have to bring pants, sweatshirts. Oh, I may need to check a bag. The horror. I mean, you don't want to check a bag with the way the airlines are going today. Oh my goodness. I mean, what, what a stress, what a stressful life that I lead. I mean, how do you pack jackets in coats and sweatshirts into a carry-on. You can't do that. Uh, I am a total weirdo in which I would much rather live in a place where it's, I don't know if I like 98, which is what it's been in Boston the last week. But if you said, Alex, for the whole summer, it's either 90 degrees during the day or 65 during the day, I'm choosing 90. I love warm, hot, humid nights, there's a lot of mischief in the air, is there not? And I love that I can go out in my little five-inch seam booty shorts and be totally comfortable. And I, I get cold very easily. So like 65, that's it's not even close to shorts weather for me. As I said, jackets. That's the par- that's parka weather. You kidding me? Uh, so that's what I'll be doing next weekend. But as far as today on the show here, Sports Kiki, episode 126, of course you can find the podcast. Wherever you find your favorite OutSports shows, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google. We are there. Download, listen, rate, subscribe. You know the deal. Uh, Last week, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation with uh, Christopher Vasquez uh, to talk about the monkeypox vaccine and the horrific rollout thus far, though it seems like it's getting better. Uh, Many more of my friends uh, were able to get appointments this week for their monkeypox vaccines. Um... So yeah, hopefully that's all starting to get better than it was, but still it is amazing that we first started reading about monkeypox in May, and here we are in late July, and there still are vaccine shortages, information gaps. It really is amazing that, as I think I was saying last week on the show with Chris, uh, we really have not seemed to learn any lessons from the early days of COVID, because if you were to read what we've screwed up early on in monkeypox, it really is verbatim, the same thing of what we screwed up early on in COVID, testing delays, information gaps, etc., uh, limited availability for testing and vaccines. It just has been a mess, but hopefully getting a bit better. Um, I have three main topics that I want to talk about here on the pod with you all this week. We'll go in uh, we'll go in chronological order, the, the order in which they've happened over the last week. I want to start off with Charles Barkley, who has a pointed message for those who discriminate against LGBTQ people. F you. Uh, this audio went viral last weekend during the American Century Celebrity Golf Championship in Lake Tahoe, which at this point was a couple weeks ago. Barkley stepped up, stepped up to the stage during an event and professed his support for the LGBTQ community in one of the most succinct ways possible. Charles said this when he was on the stage, quote, I want to say this. If you're gay or transgender, I love you. And if anybody gives you shit, you tell them Charles says, fuck you. How do you like that? I mean, when it comes to LGBTQ rights, there's little doubt 
about where Barkley stands. And I wrote this for OutSports. Well, of course, it's not unusual for celebrities to make pro-LGBTQ statements. It's rare and frankly refreshing to hear somebody express their support in such stark terms. I mean, for Barkley, being kind to gay people is non-negotiable. He makes it very clear that there's no room for bigotry. And Barkley's been a... A, a reliable ally for many years. He's constantly stood on the right side of civil rights issues from same-sex marriage to those odious transgender bathroom bills, which now look almost quaint to comparison. I, I read the other day, 18 states have now passed some sort of transgender sports fa- ban, which is just repugnant. Uh, you go but way back, though, in 2011. So we're talking 11 years ago now. Barkley said he not only played with gay teammates in the NBA, but their sexuality was never an issue. And again, Barkley said this in 2011, four years before same-sex marriage was even legalized federally. And last fall, of course, Carl Nassib, we'll talk about him in a few moments, uh, Barkley wore a Nassib jersey on ESPN to commemorate his first game in the NFL as an out gay player. So I say all that to say that Charles Barkley saying, if you don't like gay or transgender people, F you, that's not just him talking the talk, and it's quite a talk to talk, if you catch my drift, but he also backs up his words with actions, and he has been a reliable and consistent ally to the community. So hats off to Sir Charles. It is interesting, though, that right as these comments surfaced, We also found out this week that Barkley is in negotiations to join Live Golf as a commentator. Now, Live Golf is the Saudi-backed golf league. We talked about it on the show a couple months ago when PGA legend and their new commissioner, Greg Norman, uh, basically whitewashed the Saudi track record of horrible human rights abuses, dismissing their role in the Jamal Khashoggi murder uh, when asked about the repugnant treatment of gay people. He said, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't even think I have any gay friends. So Greg Norman did not cover himself in glory there. I think that's the last time we talked about Live Golf on this show. Uh, But Barkley, yes, is in negotiations to join the Upstart Golf League, backed again with Saudi money as a commentator. And anybody who's joined to Live Golf, from Greg Norman to Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, any PGA star who's made the jump, uh, they've been inundated with criticism about joining this league that is funded again by Saudi money, the definition of dirty money that comes from horrible, repugnant people. And Charles Barkley, of course, not immune from that criticism, but he had this to say to the New York Post about his negotiations with Liv and It is a cynical way to look at things, but I do think that Barkley has a point here. He said this to New York Post. Listen, they're making up words like blood money and sports washing. We have all taken blood money and we have all sports washed something. So I don't like those words, to be honest with you. If you're in pro sports, you are taking some type of money from not a great cause. And again... This is a cynical way to look at the world, I admit it, but sometimes cynicism is the closest thing we have to the truth. And the truth is, I agree with the broad sentiment of what Charles Barkley is saying. If you are in pro sports, you are likely taking some type of money from a bad cause. The NBA has a multi-billion dollar business deal with China. And LeBron James and all these NBA stars talk all the time about the civil rights issues we have here domestically, and that's great, 
But when it comes to what's happening in China, they're silent whenever they're asked about it. Uh, Barkley said he's a Nike athlete. And Nike, of course, infamously uses slave labor to make its clothes. Uh, Owners who fund these teams and thus pay all these athletes, they make billions of dollars from unsavory sources. The list goes on and on. And it would be an interesting experiment to do this, you know, all the people ripping Live Golf on Twitter and anybody who makes the jump to Live Golf, uh, I'm, I'd be curious to see how many of those people who are ripping Live Golf and anyone who goes to Live Golf are going to suddenly love the World Cup when it's played in Qatar, where, oh yeah, statements were, uh, stadiums were made with slave labor, uh, people died, migrants died in the construction of these stadiums, uh, the track record on gay rights, not so great in Qatar either. One of their heads of securities said a couple months ago that gay fans wouldn't even be allowed to bring rainbow flags into the stadium because, you know, it's for our protection. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's an interesting thought experiment, right? All these people ripping live golf, are they all going to be dancing around and posting memes and gifts and celebrating every moment of the World Cup in Qatar? Yeah, they probably will. And what would that make them? Absolute hypocrites. Now, I think that Barkley or anybody who does join live golf should be asked about their thoughts on taking Saudi money, dirty money, um, and they should have to answer it. And that seems to be Barkley's answer. And again, it's very cynical. But I think it's closer to the truth than a lot of people are willing to admit. And I also do think that Charles Barkley can remain a steadfast supporter of LGBTQ rights and of our community and still work for Live Golf. I do think that. I understand that some may not. But again, Barkley, over his entire life as a public figure, and especially the last 10 to 15 years when these gay rights issues have really come to the surface nationally, Uh, he's been consistently on the right side of these issues. And that to me is more powerful than where he gets his money from. Even though again, the Saudis, mm, not so great. But as he said, if you're working in sports, working in any business, really, uh, if you draw the lines far enough, you're probably getting some money from a not so savory place either. So that's Barkley, who's always interesting because he always speaks his mind. Uh, Carl Nassib, spoke his mind on Good Morning America this week. He was interviewed by NFL Hall of Famer and GMA co-host Michael Strahan, who has just built himself an incredible media career, right? Uh, Kelly Ripa, Good Morning America, Fox NFL Sunday. I mean, who would have thought on those Giants teams that Michael Strahan and not Tiki Barber would be the one with the uh, with the A-list media career? Um, anyway, Strahan talked to Carl Nassib about coming out. Uh, Carl went over the trepidation he felt before coming out, uh, and saying that what ultimately pushed him to come out publicly was the kids. And that's one of the reasons why Carl has been such a great ambassador. He's always been about the kids and helping others. And he really seems to understand the power of visibility that if you are, a gay kid out there, and especially a gay sports fan, and you see an out-active player in the NFL, by far the most popular entertainment entity in the country. The NFL has way more reach and way more influence than any movie studio, any TV show, any network. I mean, there's nothing bigger than the National Football League, and for kids to see an out-gay player in that league, on the defensive line no less, Uh, is quite a message to send. And Carl Nassib showed again this interview that he really gets the importance of that. 
Um, he also made some comments about his NFL future that I want to highlight going off our discussion last week. Uh, Carl Nassib is bullish on what's ahead for him in the NFL. He said this about his release from the Raiders and his current free agency. Quote, it was a great time we had. I have so much love for Las Vegas. It allowed me to do a lot of great things. And I think there will be more. There will be better opportunities in the future. All right, so that's Carl Nassib saying on national morning television, I think there will be better opportunities in the future. Wow. So he leaves no doubt about where he stands on his free agency and how he thinks he's been treated so far as an out gay man in the NFL. As we know, the Raiders cut Nassib during NFL free agency this March. It was widely reported to be a cost-cutting move. The Raiders saved about $8 million on their salary cap when they released Nassib, which allowed them to sign star pass rusher Chandler Jones and make some other moves with their roster. Um, And, you know, training camps get in full force next week across the league. The longer that Carl Nassib remains unsigned, you're going to inevitably hear a lot of those murmurs about why is he unsigned? Is it because he's gay? And at this point, I'm going to follow Carl's lead. He's living it every day. He knows how he's been received in the NFL. And if he goes on national TV and says the support for my teammates was amazing, no hard feelings with the Raiders, and there will be better opportunities in the future, then I'm going to take him at his word. Carl Nassif's direct word right now is a lot more valuable to me than hearsay from columnists and people who don't know anything, who have not talked to, who have not spoken to Carl, who have not talked to anybody in the NFL, uh, who don't follow these issues all that closely, who just kind of swoop in whenever they feel like it. Um, I'm going to take Carl Nassib's words uh, to be far more important and far more accurate when it comes to his standing in the NFL than all this conjecture that's out there. As we outlined last week on the show, there are many possible football reasons why Nassib is still a free agent. There are tons of veteran pass rushers still on the market, such as pro bowler Everson Griffin, former Patriot Trey Flowers. There are Super Bowl champs, pro bowlers like Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., Quan Alexander, several others still on the free agent market as well, all of whom are veterans, just like Nassib. So, uh, yeah, I-, I think at this point still, I'm saying there are football reasons and football reasons only why Carl Nassib is not on a team. I have the right to change my opinion as we get further into camp, but right now I'm going to take Carl Nassib at his word that he's felt supported, that he's been embraced, and that there will be better NFL opportunities ahead for him in the future. We spend a lot of time at OutSports and on this show talking about courage, and rightfully so, so I think it's only appropriate to talk about one of the most courageous athletes going today, and that is Russian pro tennis player Daria Kataskinia. Uh, I hope I am not butchering that pronunciation, but she spoke openly about her LGBTQ identity this week in an interview with a Russian blogger. It is believed to be the first time she has publicly announced she is gay. Uh, First, who is Daria Kataskinia? Well, she's only 25 years old, so talk about courage. She's one of the top players on the WTA Women's Tennis Tour. In fact, she's ranked number 12 right now in the world. It's the first time since early 2019 she's been in the top 15. So she's a great tennis player. She burst onto the scene. Uh, She's experiencing a great resurgence this season. Again, ranked number 12 in the world on the WTA Tour. And she spoke openly 
with a Russian blogger in a video interview about the challenges of living as an out gay person in Russia. Uh, She said so many topics are taboo in Russia, some of them more important than others. It's no surprise. She talked about uh, the dearth of LGBTQ rights and recognition in Russia. Um, And she, I think, had a great comeback to people who contest that being gay is a choice. Quote, seriously, if there is a choice, why would you choose being gay? Why make your life harder, especially in Russia? What's the point? And I would say, correct. What's the point? Though I would say, knowing what I know now, I definitely would choose to be gay, but I'm lucky to live in Boston, Mass., and not Russia. She said, living in the closet, as they say, is impossible. It's pointless. You'll constantly be focused on that. Living in peace with yourself is the only thing that matters. And fuck everyone else. All right, a lot of F-bombs here on the show this week. And I think her line, living in the closet is impossible. You'll constantly be focused on that. So true. And Daria says what so many athletes have talked about, and that is that... Being closeted and not being yourself impacts your performance on the field or on the court or wherever you play because you cannot be fully mentally available. You are constantly, as she said, worried about getting caught, worried about covering your own tracks. You're living a lie and that is exhausting. It is a hell of a burden to bear. So it's worth noting that so many athletes from Luke Prokop in the NHL, Carl Nassibus talked about it. So many high school and college athletes talk about it too. And now, and now Daria Kataskinia, they all say that being closeted and thriving, yeah, that's impossible to do for the long term because it just takes up so much more, so much mental space And even living in Russia, she finds it easier to be an out gay person than a closeted gay person. That is something. And it's worth noting that Daria is not currently in Russia. I think this interview was conducted in Barcelona. She's traveling internationally for tours this summer. So we'll see if she's allowed re-entry into the country, how she's treated if she is allowed back into the country. Uh, Of course... Vladimir Putin's government has passed an array of anti-gay ordinances in recent years. Uh, Russia, and she also spoke out against Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which may be even gutsier than talking about being a gay woman, uh, because of course, in Russia, it's now illegal to even call it an invasion of Ukraine, uh, to even call it a war. So, I mean, not only is she coming out, but she's coming out while criticizing Russia's invasion in Ukraine and saying she wants the war to end. So yeah, we there are a lot of courageous people in our circle, the LGBTQ sports circle, but find me somebody more courageous right now than Daria Kataskinia, 25 years old, who not only publicly comes out as a Russian athlete, but criticizes Russia's war in Ukraine. Wow, that is gutsy. And that, I think, is a great note to end the show on this week, episode 126 of the Sports Kiki. As always, I mean it. If you have any guest ideas, show ideas, want to reach out, say hi. My DMs on Twitter are open, at AlexRumor1 is my username. That, again, is at AlexRumor1. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Yes, I will be in San Fran, but we will have a show. That's the kind of guy I am. <laughs>